Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is sponsored by CryptoHWWallet.com. That's CryptoHWWallet.com, where you can buy almost any cryptocurrency hardware wallet. If you already have a hardware wallet, go ahead and buy yourself a leather case that is at CryptoHWWallet.com. All right, guys. So now that we got the sponsors out of the way, why don't we go ahead and talk about the guest, Ben. This guy is everybody's favorite crypto talking truck driver with the mouth of a truck driver. And uh, I, I love the way uh, he you know, talks about cryptocurrencies, his way of explaining it and rewording things that you know, help people understand cryptocurrencies, his sense of humor and entertainment with the combination of information that he provides is perfect. It's a cocktail of aha and ha ha. I love it. If you haven't Go ahead, find Ben on YouTube and on Facebook. There will be links to his content in the info box. I think everybody could learn a lot from Ben. He is definitely one of my favorite people to listen to, especially when it comes to Litecoin. He's really adamant about the Litecoin blockchain and Litecoin technology. And this is why I had him on my show to talk about Litecoin while Litecoin was going through new all-time highs. We're talking breaking its $3 billion market cap. We're talking about crashing right through the glass ceilings of uh, all-time highs. Um, we're, we're up. You know, Charlie Lee isn't even trying to make Litecoin, you know, go up in value. His previous statements on live news interview where he said he doesn't concern himself with the value of Litecoin, just wants to make sure that it works. And the fact that he said that upset a lot of people, but me personally, the fact that he's working on the quality of the code will bring value to it intrinsically. You have no choice. Better code, better blockchain, more valuable. So I think Litecoin is probably the most underrated cryptocurrency on the market in the top 10 right now. I believe Ben agrees. And you know what? You know, Let me go ahead and just tune that intro music and you can just dig into this interview. I really hope you enjoy it. And let's go. In early 2011, it piqued my interest. Well, my name is Craig Grimes and I first encountered Bitcoin when it was $3. My name is Cody Spearing. Um, I'm currently involved in Ethereum mining. What's up, though, man? What's up? How goes it, Kim Bozik? <laughs> How goes it, Trevon James? When I first saw your video, I felt so like, damn, my shit looks terrible. Like, yo, <laughs> yo this guy, this guy's great. He's going places. My name is Ryan Strauss. I'm a Bitcoin evangelist. I first like found out about Bitcoin in 2012 and pretty much becomes your entire life once you really, uh, Get into it there. Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Brandon Rosano. I uh, am new to Philadelphia and this East Coast side of things. I'm Luciano. Luciano Valdez. Well, funny story about that is uh, I think it was host number two, Demetri, that reached out to you initially, and then he was telling me about Silly Stoner Ken and how he's like passionate about Bitcoin. And I was like, man, this dude, I don't know about this guy. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak from thebitcoinpodcast.com here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm here to talk about these, well, Litecoin mostly with Ben. Hey, Ben, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are. Let them know how you got into crypto. Let them know maybe what you do now that you are into crypto. Uh, Let them know where they can find you. 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Bitcoin Ben, your favorite truck driver and cryptocurrency lover. I uh, I originally got in, or I recognized uh, Bitcoin and heard of it uh, about 2009, towards the end of like 2009, out in the middle of the country. I was actually driving a truck and i heard an interview of this guy and to tell you the truth i can't remember who it was or anything but he he was explaining this like cryptocurrency and like this bitcoin and and it sounded really cool but apparently in order to actually purchase it you needed to fucking go to like mit or something <laughs> oh that wasn't that wasn't really going to work for me and uh and then i've always watched it but i never had any money to really do anything with it until recently and uh and so i i i have been actively involved in it for uh i'd say seriously around January or February. And I just want to let everyone know that I have a speech impediment. I so couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it sounds like shit, it's, it's either me or it's your connection. And he, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. That's awesome. Oh, uh, uh, and, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I share a lot on Facebook. So if you want some entertaining, uh, play by play and what I think is actually coming in the cryptocurrency world, you can check me out on Facebook. My name is actually Ben Simchi. Benjamin Semchi on Facebook, S-E-M-C-H-E-E. -E. And uh, anyone who's watched one of my videos, it's uh, it's not professional, but it's uh, it's interesting and usually pretty funny. Yeah, it is. And you know, you get hundreds of views on those Facebook videos. And uh, you're pretty active in that Omar um, crypto news group. And um, <clears throat> between uh, between the people that I follow, they all follow you. So you're what you're talking about on Facebook. I wish you would focus that more on YouTube and uh, channel that towards some ad revenue and make yourself some money because you're getting the hits. You, you know, you're uh, you're right. You're entertaining, but you're also full of some good information, brother. Yeah, I uh, I I just don't like YouTube. It's 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 slow. It's clunky. It's, uh, uh, I like w w w when I have an idea, I hop on my phone, I, I, uh, I hit the app, I hit go live and I'm on. And, uh, and I like that. And I'm not really worried about the money, you know, in, uh, in fact, uh, what really attracts did me to cryptocurrency wasn't the actual money it was the 
the way it represents freedom uh, and how for hundreds of years the average person has relied on a currency provided to them and forced to use a currency that we actually don't control. And, and that really pisses me off. And it always has. And uh, cryptocurrency and Litecoin and Bitcoin and Ethereum, although Ethereum's not really a cryptocurrency more than it's it's a crypto commodity. Uh, so I like the revolutionary aspects of the cryptocurrencies uh, more than I'm worried about the actual money. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's talk about the money, man. Like, um, let's talk about Litecoin here. Who invented Litecoin? Okay. Charlie motherfucking Lee. I love that dude. You do that guy. He, he's, he, he's a extremely intelligent, awkward superhero. You know, he, <laughs> if you've ever seen him in an interview or anything like that he's he he's so intelligent that whenever he wants to explain anything to any average human he has to actually dumb himself down and that's that's when you know you're smart yeah so actually i follow him on uh twitter i think he follows me back i'm gonna have to ask him to come on the show sometime when i uh get over my my celebrity stage fright when it comes to satoshi light aka charlie lee uh he's like I said he's kind of like a hero of mine because i i fucking love litecoin um but you know what dude why don't we tell people or maybe you can help people i, I have the list in front of me if you want me to take it from here but you could you describe the oh, difference no. between bitcoin and litecoin like you know the differences Oh yeah! Oh, dude, I I love me some Litecoin. Anybody who has watched any of my videos, I love Litecoin, and not only because of Charlie Lee, uh, but how uh, he put a lot of energy and a lot of logic into his coin. He uh, he kind of looked out in to the future and said all right there's already bitcoin which is the uh the actual the actual the act actual gold of cryptocurrency why don't i create the silver of of cryptocurrency uh and so what he did is instead of 21 million there's 84 million and it uh uh the rewards on the the the, the, the ugh, easy for me to say uh, <laughs> i love you uh the rewards for the miners is a little too bit different and uh it's so much quicker and uh the 
Yeah, it's like uh, four times faster, right? Instead of every 10 minutes for Bitcoin, it's every two and a half for Litecoin. Right. The blocks are actually processed different. And the hash he used a completely different hashing algorithm than Bitcoin, which uses less energy to have a higher hash rate. So yeah, for the record, that is uh, Bitcoin uses uh, the algorithm SHA-256 as opposed to Litecoin using the algorithm script. Yes, yes. And I, I like that the, uh, the the block time is uh, four times faster. The difficulty increase is the, the difficulty retarget is the same, but the uh, the block reward details is uh, matches the um, block time. It's four times as many blocks. So Bitcoin gets their halving every 210,000 as opposed to Litecoin being halved every 840,000. So that, that's another thing. Like it's it's very like, you know, it matches the Bitcoin mathematics very well. And it's the things yeah. that are different about it, you know, keep it close enough to the original. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, in fact, uh, let's see, Litecoin is, is very much like Bitcoin. And that's why it's so easy for, uh, or like ATMs and places who who accept Bitcoin, it's easy for them to change a few lines of code and also accept Litecoin. You know what? That brings me to another question. Like, why use Litecoin when I could use Bitcoin? Like, what what purpose does Litecoin serve when Bitcoin's almighty? Well, there's a few reasons, uh, especially recently, uh, is, uh, is Bitcoin uh, was uh, was never really, well, I guess it was planned to actually evolve slowly into a, uh, a, uh, a regular use cryptocurrency, but as we know, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is no longer around, so it doesn't really have a leader more than it has groups. And when you have groups, you have conflict, and when you have conflict, you have problems. And, uh, and unfortunately, Bitcoin has had a lot of problems lately, and I think that Charlie Lee kind of may have anticipated that. And, help, and, and and created Litecoin to kind of help along the way, and uh, and that's one of the uh, uh, seg segregated witness was it was a was actually put on Litecoin first because everyone was so freaking nervous about putting it on Bitcoin that Charlie Lee uh, was like, hey, let's try it on Litecoin. 
And if it totally fucks up Litecoin, then we won't use it on Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, so Litecoin is like the Petri dish and experiment, you know, for Bitcoin. Before anything dangerous happens at a Bitcoin network, Litecoin's probably going to test it out and make sure everything works and, and get all the kinks out. You know, one of the main reasons why I like Litecoin over Bitcoin is the cheaper fees from peer to peer. So if I wanted to send somebody a dollar, oh, yeah. I'm not using Bitcoin to send somebody a dollar. I'm using Litecoin to send somebody a dollar. Yes, and it, it, and what's crazy is it's even getting cheaper. Wait until Litecoin is on the Lightning Network. It is going to be a fraction, and even sometimes it's going to actually be free. Like it won't even register. Uh, and and that will be amazing. Whenever using the Lightning Network on Litecoin and eventually, hopefully, Bitcoin, uh, the Lightning Network is going to provide super, super, super quick transactions. Uh, and the fees, at least on Litecoin, will be already are yeah a lot i think um not a lot but i do know one or two places using litecoin and uh one of them is yours network they're using it for micro transactions um they're using like a lightning network uh with, on their closed little you know ecosystem for light for litecoin micro transactions so you can send a penny or half a penny um, you know, and that's not doable with Bitcoin. And that's what really intrigued people at first. I could send somebody a penny without it costing me $30. And um, Bitcoin kind of lost its flutter there. But when once Bitcoin gets its, you know, Lightning Network figured out, it'll get cheaper again. But until then, that's why I'm, I'm with Litecoin over Bitcoin for certain transactions. And I think that's why platforms like yours and, you know, other networks that want to do it, they're going to end up no. using Litecoin. I heard a rumor, and you might want to check this out. I think yours actually may have switched away from Litecoin, and they are actually going to be using uh, Bitcoin Cash now. Oh, man, I got to look into that. Yeah, I hope it isn't true, but I, I did hear that from a pretty reputable uh, person I watch on YouTube. I hope it isn't true, because Litecoin, they should use Litecoin. That's what it's there for. Yeah, I remember interviewing him, and he was saying that, you know, that they have, uh, they do have it in place to where they could change it. But, you know, when we, when I did the interview, we were talking about it, and it looked like they were going to be using Litecoin. Uh, I wonder, hmm, I'd like to get them back on. We can talk about that. But anyway, back to, uh, you know, Litecoin, um, you know, do you think um, Litecoin will ever outperform Bitcoin in market cap? Oh no, no way. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I think that Litecoin, as of right now, to the average person, is uh, and this is only my opinion. You're talking to a guy who drives a truck and can't talk, so take that as you may. In my opinion, the average person who isn't rich, uh, if you were going, if you had a choice, if 
if you purchase, purchase Litecoin or if you purchase Bitcoin, I would say right now you, you should purchase Litecoin because your cost per unit is lower, which means you have, uh, if you plan on holding it long term, your growth would be at a higher rate using Litecoin. So what do you think about, let's let's jump into our price prediction here. What do you think Litecoin will be worth by the end of the year? And um, <laughs> what do you think, what do you think it's yearly percentage in gain per coin, you know, in volume would be compared to say Bitcoin in the same time period? Okay, this, uh, this, this may take a few minutes, but when you hear it, it will make sense. The floor is yours, brother. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think that Litecoin <laughs> is going to be at about 380 to 420 dollars by January 1st. And this is why. All right. Once Litecoin hits 100, which I think will happen probably over the next three weeks once it hits a hundred it's off to the races and i don't think it's going to gradually sneak past a hundred i think it's going to run over a hundred it's just it is going to happen and it's going to happen quick and once it does once once litecoin breaks the 100 dollar mark that is a huge psychological uh, uh, point that once you break it, uh, and especially now that we have Ethereum over 100, well over 100, uh, 300 and whatever now, and, uh, and you also have like Zeke, uh, Zcash and Monero, where a hundred isn't that big of a deal anymore, and uh, and once Litecoin hits a hundred, I think that people are going to start to re recognize it as what it is, and they're gonna they're gonna look at it a completely different. And they're going to look at it and hear how how closely it resembles Bitcoin and how it is the silver and and all that. And I think that people are going to start looking at it not only as a coin that you can use every day shopping, but it also holds the attributes of holding actual long-term, you know, uh, uh, long-term actual value. And, uh, and once that happens, which I think will happen, and right after it hits 100, we are off to the races. And I think from 100 up to 300 and 400 and 500 is only gonna take maybe a couple months. Yeah, you know what? One of the yeah, reasons. You know what, one of the reasons. Whoa, echo. 
Uh, that's not me. <laughs> All right, let me see something. Nope. All right, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, so yeah, one of the reasons I thought Litecoin, and you know, this is why I got it. I heard the announcement about Litecoin going over to uh, GDAX and Coinbase, and that and that was when Litecoin was at four dollars, and um, yeah. I bought some, and then I heard another announcement saying that Satoshi Lee was quitting Coinbase, and I was like, oh shit, so I bought some more, and um, I've been buying it because it's the cheapest coin per unit on Coinbase, which had announced they have like, what, a million new wallets being people signing up like a month or something, they said, or 40,000 that could overflow a, a baseball stadium, so as soon as they were talking yeah. numbers like that, I was like, you know, what was that? Uh, the uh, Coinbase ads of uh, forty thousand users a day. Yeah, so when I saw numbers like that and the prices like that, I was like, "All right, so when people come in, they're gonna say, hey, I can get more quantity of coin for this amount of dollar, and if it moves up X amount of percent, I could gain more actually because I have quantity." Uh, over you know quality at the time and um you know new people coming in are going to try to buy whole coins because they don't know you can't you know you can buy half so they have the mentality they're bringing from the traditional market in here i gotta buy a whole coin so they're like oh i gotta buy a whole bitcoin or i gotta buy a whole ethereum and they're looking at litecoin like damn this is cheap compared to everything else and it still is so that's that's why i'm buying it and accumulating litecoin because it's still, in in my unprofessional opinion, you know, undervalued and over, you know, exposed. It has so much exposure, and you know, it, it it's to me, like Dash being more per unit than Litecoin. That's just not right. Litecoin is destined to be up there. Yeah, it, and uh, and in order to really grasp what is going to go on with litecoin because it isn't only actually going to be litecoin it's going to be the overall uh uh the overall cryptocurrency world it's uh and and uh and anyone who's watched my videos understands that in january and february we hit three percent of public knowledge uh, saturation and it and once you hit that once you hit three percent launch that's whenever this is really really going to get crazy and there's so many things leading up right a perfect example is last week on Wednesday or Thursday, I don't know what day it was, I actually made a video and I said, this weekend is going to be a crazy weekend. There's going to be jumps like we haven't seen in a while. And, the, and how I knew that is I watch not only the cryptocurrency world and like who's adding coins on on where and like what country is creating regulations and where 
are all of these platforms launching? When are they going live and all that? I that's all I do all freaking day. I'm a truck driver and I have nothing but time to like listen to all the podcasts and all the interviews and all the uh, all of the news and uh, and so I have like an overview of of everything how it is like playing out and how and not only that there's so many other things that you really got that you really have to look at uh and as in a prime example is is i think that this weekend coming up is going to be another crazy weekend and i'll tell you why the reason i think so is because uh, a lot of jobs, when you uh, when you reach a certain income, you're actually paid once every month, all right? And a lot of those jobs are actually paid the first of each month. And I know a few very, very intelligent people who make very good money who have structured that every time they actually get paid, a good chunk of money is automatically put into the, the cryptocurrency world. And I think that that's reaching a point where, where you can almost rely that there's good. And if you look, if you look at the charts over the last like couple, couple of months uh, around the first of each month there's a little jump up and it and each uh, and each uh, each time it's a little bit more and it's a little bit more and then it's a little bit more and I think that this month around Friday which is September 1st I think that there's going to be a large little jump on Friday and then I think on Saturday and on Sunday there's going to, there's even going to be more of a pump up and I think this is going to start to actually be a regular occurrence where every weekend cuz even reg, regular people who has let's remember coin pace has added so many more people and i think that those people are watching this closely now and they're like how can i get more money in there and so every friday they have it automatically withdrawn out of their checking account when they get paid and it goes right into the cryptocurrency world now that many people every Friday doing that is going to create at least a wave or or a ripple. I hate to use that word because I hate the coin, but uh, uh, every weekend from here on out, and and I think we're going to start to really see the growth get going here and I think last weekend 
was was an example of maybe what an average weekend will look like in maybe a month. Well, I sure hope and so. I, and I know that sounds crazy, but you have to you have to look at it and use logic. You know, if Coinbase is adding all these people, then you got Jim Jim and I, which Jim and I, if you're listening, add fucking Litecoin, you stupid bitches. Uh, yeah, they're missing out on trades for sure. Oh, they definitely, and I don't understand if they don't like Asians or what. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But, you know what, though? It's hard because a lot of markets have different regulations, and maybe they just don't feel like dealing with those, you know, over there. You know, everybody, every, but back in not too long ago, every other couple months, it, Bitcoin was, you know, illegal in China, and it was just FUD every other couple months. So, you know, a lot of people stuck away from it for a while. Maybe Gemini's got to get around to it. You know, yeah, you brought up a good point, man. You brought up a good point earlier where, you know, people that have a lot of money, it's not very convenient or easy or damn near actually possible for them to buy even $10,000 worth of Litecoin in one sitting. It's not easy for people with a lot of money to convert it into uh, digital assets like Litecoin. So, you know, maybe you could help people and tell them a couple places where they can actually turn cash into Litecoin. Uh, I... Well, I think the easiest way maybe would be, uh, let's see, something like lo lo local uh, uh, bitcoins.com and hope that you find a person who actually has, has other cryptocurrencies like Litecoin and there are some ATMs which also have Litecoin. Uh, you'd have to like look at each one and uh, and find out if they offer Litecoin and also Bitcoin. And if they only offer Bitcoin, that's okay. You know, uh, uh, purchase up your Bitcoin, then uh, uh, hop on. Uh, Hop, uh, hop, hop on your Exodus wallet and just switch it over to like Litecoin or whatever you want to switch it over to. Yeah, there's um a couple other ways, I guess. Like um, you could use a Jack's wallet for the same you know maneuver. If you buy Bitcoin yeah. and uh, like you could yeah, like you said, local Bitcoin. That's a good idea, man. But you buy Bitcoin on local Bitcoins. Use that. And maybe send it to your Jack's wallet right there and exchange it for the other asset or your Exodus wallet. But um, yeah, I like how you said that because I'm a big fan of wallets with built-in exchanges. And I can't stress enough to people to just stop using exchanges immediately. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, trading, it, trading looks good, man. People love making money trading, but regulation is coming. And these exchanges like Bitrix or Bitfinex and stuff and Bitrix locked me out of my account. Poloniex, Kraken, man, all these exchanges are going to just exit this country with all of our money, man. See, I'd, uh, I never swing trade. You know, it, it's, it, uh, uh, I guess I'm not smart enough to, or something like that, or maybe I'm just, 
and I'm looking long term. You know, I'm not looking now. Oh, look, I made a hundred bucks. You know, no big deal. It it's um, I'm looking long term. This is a retirement fund for like my great great grandchildren. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, and it, uh, now what the hell did I want to say? Oh, yeah. And people really need to wrap their heads, heads, heads around how quickly this is going. And, and I've explained, and if you watch my videos and you go to my Facebook page and you friend me or you like me or you follow me or you fucking kick me in the nuts, I don't really care. It's watch a couple of my videos and I think you'll understand why I'm almost every single day I'm on and I'm explaining why. You know, even if you only got like a hundred bucks or 20 bucks or something, put it in, put it in because it's going to be worth it. You know, every week that you get paid, whatever you can, you know, like 10 or five or 25, just slide it in there and watch it grow because this, and I've, I actually said this when I was on your show last time. We're not in a bubble. This is not a bubble. This is a transition. It, if you if you understand the evolution of currency, then you understand exactly where we're at. We are evolving away from fiat currency into cryptocurrency they'll coexist a while but then fiat currency will be irrelevant and also the governments of the world will have printed so much of them that they'll just inflate themselves away So what do you see, or not what do you see, but when do you see mainstream adoption taking place and maybe in what industry first? Uh, when you say mainstream adoption, what uh, what is your definition of mainstream? All right, so here here's my example of how I would answer the question. Um, so mainstream adoption and in what industry? So say music, the music industry. Um, the artists, um, you know, where they want to sell their music, they want to display their, you know, content and claim copyright and everything like that. What if they decided to make a plot, a platform based cryptocurrency and that platform gave artists those means sort of, you know, what if it's like a steam it for artists or whatever. Oh. And, and the uh. music industry adopts cryptocurrency in the aspect of artists don't use iTunes because iTunes takes 30% per purchase as the cut. And the artist doesn't even get the 70% because they have to pay the late, the label gets paid and they may maybe make a penny. So the artist can eventually cut out the labels they don't need any big record company behind them. They could do, you know, small 
be their own label and sell their in your you know the content themselves and that would be like a industry that adopts you know cryptocurrency in a mainstream manner yeah um uh your uh the the example you just used uh is not what talking about i'm actually talking about cryptocurrencies and you're talking more of like a platform uh uh that uh rewards well i'm look yeah i'm looking more at like blockchain as a technology and not yeah. so much as a yeah. currency yeah and that's how i truly see it i don't really see bitcoin as money i know it can be money it is in a sense money but it is so much more than money that like it's just hilarious how cheap it is like i look totally. at the value of yeah. bitcoin and i fucking i'm tickled like i'm like people don't get it man like most of the people that have bitcoin are holding it because it's money to them and i'm like yo just wait till it's used as the code that it is used and wait till it is wait till it does find the quote unquote killer app and um that's it game over guys you know what if bitcoin uh, is used for social security numbers or domain names or real estate you know uh you know, the real estate market is screwed right now. There's so many things that could use blockchain and, and open ledger technology that the yeah. fact that we only use this for uh, a money, a monetary system is like, it's almost like barbaric. Like, it's really weird that we're like still, I feel like we have such a great piece of technology, but we're still using it to like chisel shit on a wall like a caveman. Well, I would argue we have the killer app, the killer app is actually bitcoin it's and it's the app that is gonna run over every other currency at least in the, in the fiat world bitcoin is going to eat the rest of the, the currencies up because it that's what technology does it eats uh it it originally it eats away the the little inefficiencies and then it eats away a larger chunk of the inefficiency and then once you reach a certain point the inefficiency efficiency goes away and people recognizes it recognize it as ease of use and that's that's a point where we will reach uh i think we might have reached it uh uh actually a couple days ago because uh because there's a wallet and i know you use it because i've heard you say it uh the exodus wallet yeah uh, I've, uh, I've interviewed the um the cto oh yeah gr great interview by the way uh Thank you. and uh and they are gonna have an app out in maybe two or three months and i and they're so they're so focused on UI user interface uh, that when they launch that wallet 
and it's on your phone, that's going to really just help launch. And, and, and another thing people really have to look at is, is as this grows, all right, if you have an, if you have an iPhone, if you look on your iPhone, there's already a wallet in there and it says wallet. Who, who in the fuck uses that right now? Not me. <laughs> Nobody. No, no one uses the wallet app. Why the fuck is it there? What I think is really going to be a game changer and and I've never heard anybody say this. What happens when you can actually actually purchase Bitcoin over iTunes? You know, or what happens when you can actually purchase Bitcoin on the Amazon app? It's it's people are looking at this in such a such a small view. It's like they're trapped in time and they're like, man, all these prices. Wow, this is crazy. I can't believe how much everything's up. Are you fucking crazy? This is just the beginning. We aren't even playing the game yet. We're getting warmed up. The band's out on the field entertaining the crowd. The, the, the teams aren't, aren't even playing yet. This is just getting going. Because as this grows and these prices jump up and more and more people notice, you mean that Amazon isn't going to jump on the fucking bandwagon? Of course they are. And when you can hop on your iPhone or your Android and, and you can actually purchase Bitcoin from iTunes, which... I am calling it now. You will be able to. It 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 would be so easy for them to create that fucking feature in their app system. It would be retarded. It would take a coder a couple of days, then a couple of weeks to run a few tests, and then whammo. iTunes is an exchange. And once that happens, and once that happens globally, and it's that easy, holy shit, You're is this going right. to take? And yeah. it's, and it's, 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 and that's why people watch my, I think the last one I put out, on Saturday or Sunday, I put out a video. It has over 4,500 views on Facebook from just people sharing it. It's because of how I explain it. It, it it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's so huge. I mean, <laughs> You know, maybe I'm too doom and gloom for all this because you know what? When you say iTunes may sell Bitcoin or whatever, you know they they want a cut. 
of a lot of things and and, okay. and and you know bitcoin threatens their current business model Cri cryptocurrency blockchain technology threatens you know the itunes profit you know system that's designed for the you're looking at it wrong but I'm thinking, like, why would they support? Why would they support Bitcoin when you know selling Bitcoin would only lead to me being able to use Bitcoin to buy an album somewhere else where it would be cheaper and the artists could get more of their money than using the iTunes store to even buy an album with Bitcoin on iTunes? Out the uh, iTunes app, the store is still going to take thirty percent of that transaction before the artist gets that that cut. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm always just a little like the, we're disrupting a lot. We're just this this technology is yes. literally disrupting everything. Right. So like when the automobile came out, they only had one enemy, the horse and buggy companies. And that was still almost like didn't happen because of all the money that just the horse buggy industry threw against the automotive industry. Now we have Bitcoin coming in and it's disrupting not one you know, systematic company industry or whatever, but like everything that currently has mm -hmm. a profit model is going to have to reevaluate the way they make money and the way they exist in this world and interact with goods and services that, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard to get any like buddy, like, you know, Amazon and, no, and, I, and no, Apple to no, play no. ball. No, no, no. Look at Mark. Cuban's a perfect example. A couple of months ago, he's like, fuck Bitcoin. Look at him now. What's he doing? He's evolving. These guys are businessmen. They don't care what type of money they got as long as they got the money. They don't give a fuck if it's, if it's actually gold or fiat or Bitcoin or whatever. As long as they got more of it, they're happy. They have no loyalty to the uh, uh, the actual U.S. dollar, you know, they aren't walking down the road saying, I'm going down with the dollar ship. The fuck that. They're going to hop on this boat just like we did. It's, it's once, because I think what happened with, uh, with him is somebody kind of pulled him aside and explained it to him. And, <laughs> yeah. and once they understand that no matter what they do, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are going to take over. It isn't if, it's when. And I think that's what's, at, oh, that's what's actually actually been going on this whole year since about april maybe march is a lot of rich people all of a sudden went oh fuck and then they're like all right well this ethereum thing looks good this this real slender guy here who looks like a fucking alien he uh he's pretty smart let's toss a little money at it and then once they wrap their heads around the technology, that's when they went, I mean, fucking balls deep into it. And as they do, these are businessmen. Their whole job is evolving with markets. And that's how they make their money. And like I said, they have no loyalty to the dollar. They don't give a fuck what they use. 
if they use Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever. You know, they just care about profit. And profit represented in either U.S. dollar or Litecoin or Bitcoin, they could give two shits about it. They just want profit on the bottom line. See, this is why you get thousands of views and, and a shit ton of shares of, of your videos on Facebook, because you're right, man. That, that was a great way of explaining that. I, I, I guess I could see the light. You know what, though? Another thing I'm, I'm probably doomy and gloomy on is the, the fact that we do know who created Litecoin, Satoshi Lee. And, you know, sometimes I'm worried about my boy. I'm, I'm worried that, you know, the fact that we know who created an alternative currency to the U.S. dollar, uh, we know their identity. You know, this is why Satoshi stayed anonymous, you know. And, and, and you know, when they found who they thought was Satoshi, uh, because I can't remember his first name, but middle name Satoshi, last name Nakamoto. Uh, that poor guy, they, they they raided his house, man. They 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 took his computers and they just, you know, on the assumption, yeah. on, on an assumption that he was the creator of a digital asset. So, like, I'm just worried that, you know, because we do know who Satoshi or uh, who, you know, Satoshi Light is, uh, Charlie Lee, the creator of Litecoin, that that actually does, you know, prove to be a benefit to Litecoin, but also a potential, you know, negative to Litecoin. What do you what do you I, think about that? What do you think, you know, could possibly go down? You know, not worried about that at all. And this is why if they actually got rid of Charlie Lee, number one, just because you get rid of Charlie Lee, that doesn't do shit to Litecoin. And even if they got rid of Litecoin, all right, now we got to get rid of Zcash. All right, now we got to get rid of, you know, fucking Bitcoin. This is a revolution. I don't give a shit how many people they take out. As long as there's one person left who has the idea of cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency will eventually roll over this world. And it will absolutely take over. And I don't care how many people they shoot or they arrest or they kick their doors in. Fuck you. We are taking our currency back, whether it's now or later. That's up to you guys. And if you want to evolve with us, that's fine. But you'll never fucking defeat us. Yes, I agree. I, I always say that uh, they, if any... If anybody, you know, government-wise tries to take my crypto, they're going to have to waterboard me because uh, this is mine, man. It's 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 my choice to not use the U.S. dollar. And you know what? That does kind of worry me, though, because our, our military forces other countries to use our U.S. dollar to interact with oil transactions. So I'm like, shit, you know, what, what about the moment another country decides to use Bitcoin or some other digital asset to buy oil? from a foreign country and um you know we end up going to war against bitcoin in in the sense of you know how how other countries purchase oil because you know one of the main reasons the u.s dollar yep. even has any value is our military forces the whole world to fucking use it to buy oil exactly and ask all right anyone in the chat room has anyone ever held a gun to your head and said all right all right, motherfucker, you are buying a Litecoin. Or, all right, motherfucker, you're using Bitcoin. Or, hey, motherfucker, you're using Dash. No, 
This is a currency of free will and free will will always eventually conquer tyranny. So, you know it's, what, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but I wanted to get to a question here. Like, what wallet do you use? Or, you know, what, let me start with that first. Uh, what exchange, like, how do you get your Litecoin? And then where do you store it? Like, do you use a hardware wallet or a software wallet? Uh, I, I'm kind of weird. I, uh, I use an old lap, well, not really old. I use a laptop with a... Uh, 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 with a wallet on it and X and X X this wallet on it. There's nothing else on that laptop. That's it. Is my Exodus wallet, and the only time it's hooked up to the internet is when I want to do an exchange on my wallet. Other than that, it's. It's unplugged, off, not hooked up. It it's one very large treasure. <laughs> that is a big ass treasure. Yes, it is. But it's 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 just what I like. It's it it I grab it, I put it up here. Whatever, if I want to move this or I want to buy that, I do it. I unhook it, I put it away, I hide it, I hide. All, all of like my phrases and my keys and 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 on. I got hiding places all over all over this place where if if anyone hypothetic hypothetically broke in here, good luck finding my shit. <laughs> it is nowhere to be found. You know, I have a lot of different wallets because my portfolio is pretty vast and I keep getting more and more comfortable with my holdings and I keep getting, you know, more and more expansion in my holdings. So I have probably like just five to ten different wallets. Um, how, how do you keep track of, of all of your assets? Uh, all of the assets I hold. I had a few of them that weren't available uh, on the Exodus wallet, and now they are. Because uh, Exodus put out a new, a new wall, new wallet called Eden, and that actually holds all of the all of the coins I hold right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's what I did. As wallets add assets, I try to you know consolidate them and get them more organized. Uh, right now, not too many wallets are holding things like Neo, so I have to use a separate wallet for that. Uh, I have the Waves wallet and several tokens on that platform, so I need a separate wallet for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like, oh my god, man, it's just such a nightmare to keep track. So I basically just have an encrypted thumb drive with everything listed and all the information I need. So even if the thumb drive was stolen, they still need to unencrypt it. So hopefully it'd be fine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to get easier to, you know, move everything into one convenient space, especially with things like Exodus oh. and, and Jax. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, I have to do a shout out to one of the young ladies who, 
who listens to my videos. Her name is Yvette, and she's on your chat right now. And I actually talked to her earlier. She's a wonderful lady, and uh, and she is in Houston, Texas, which we all actually know, like what's going on down there. And uh, and I just wanted to say that uh, shout out. I I told her I would do a shout out. No, awesome. No problem. I hope uh, she's, you know, safe and well in Texas right now. I hope everybody the best. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's another thing. Like I always think about cryptocurrencies and how, you know, smart contracts could provide a true nonprofit charity where once the code is written, the code is the the charity. It organizes the ins and the outs and and people can vote on where it goes uh, based on, you know, the contribute to the network or something. I just, I'm excited for cryptocurrencies when I hear of events like this and disasters. And I'm just like, you know, you want to send money to a, to an organization and you know that only 20, 30% actually make it onto the streets to solve the problem. The, here's an idea. All right. Now this may be in the future and for God's sake, someone way smarter than me uh, would have to actually lay this out. If you created an application where, say, there's a tragedy in Houston or L.A. or something like that, and you sent, uh, you sent a Litecoin or, or whatever, and people using the GPS in their phones could have a charity app. And as soon as you send out your Litecoin, it would fractionalize into a frac an equal fraction on each of the applications on each of the phones. And then they would equal Equally accumulate phones that way that the the donations would not hit anyone except the actual people affected in that area using the GPS on their phone. That's that would be great. Unfortunately, I already thought of like ways that you could probably use your phone to lie about where you're at and, and cheat the system in that sense. You know, it would have to be, you yeah, know, I yeah. Mean, it's so unfortunate that you have to think of those things. I hate that my mind goes right to the fucking negative, man, but it always I'm does. so fucking negative, dude. Get a blowjob. I know, right? I need to, I need to relax and, and not worry, but that's what I do though. That's why I'm, I'm such a big fan of John McAfee, you know, like when he says like, you know, we're, we're screwed. I see it. I know. Like, Oh, yeah. All these smart cars that are easily hacked. Like, go on YouTube right now and watch how a smart car can get hacked by oh. a, a kid in a laptop and they could crash your car into a tree if they wanted to. And it's Oh, trust hard. me. I know. But, but that's what made uh, me fall in love with crypto, man. You know, I heard about Ethereum and I was like, wow. You know, it, it's a network where the code has value. There's security behind behind the code, behind, you know, the network. And I was like, well, that's why you can't use Windows 7 for smart cars. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to have a smart car, you, you might want to be using the Ethereum blockchain, 
not Windows fucking 7 that can get hacked easily and get your car crashed. And that's what actually appealed me to the Internet of Things. And then I got into Bitcoin, which was the Internet of Money. So, like, those are the real world applications I see. Uh, I'm hopeful that that's the world I live in soon. This is how I view it. There will always be people who are shitheads. And there will always be really good people who help out other people when they need help. And I have a saying that I say, like my wife and my kids, is as long as you do right, you're not wrong. And it's it's absolutely true. It, it's, it's as long as you do right, whatever you think right is, it's it, it it may not work out exactly perfect but if and i'm sure you've had this happen in your life ken where you have a person that you don't even really know help you out of the blue and you don't know why they did it and you're wondering what the fuck you know, why would they help me? Why would they do this for me? This makes no sense. Would I do this? Would I have done that? But what you have to look at is I think that we're all kind of connected to each other. We just haven't really realized how yet. I think eventually we will. But it's, it's I think, the, I think at your lowest point, there is someone out there who has a little tingle that that lets them know you need them. And somehow, whether it's the universe or whether it's God or whatever, whoever, whatever it is, we're all really connected. And, and I think that when you need the most help is when it comes. And whether that's right or wrong, uh, I choose to think that there's a lot more good than there is bad. And so that that's why I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky person because I choose it. I choose happiness. Because if you walk into a room and you choose all of the negatives, that's what you'll see. And if you walk into a room and you see all the positives, that's what you'll see. It's what you look for in life is what you see. And so I choose to look at the, I choose to look at the positives of every single situation. Even if it's a bad situation, you look at the positives. Because if you look at the negatives, you will find them. And they will bring you down and you will feel horrible. And when you feel horrible, you lose your motivation. And when you lose your motivation, what the fuck's the point? You know, we're all here. None of us have all the answers. We all got a lot of questions, but not a lot of us have answers. But... So you answer your own questions. You know, what actually makes me happy? 
and whatever makes you happy, as long as you don't hurt anyone else, just do it. Who cares what people say and who cares what people do? What makes you happy? Because that's the only thing you really have control of in life is your happiness. That's it. Because hap happiness is chosen by you. You choose to be happy. And, and as long as every single day you wake up, you make that choice and you look over at your wife and you smile because she hasn't left your ass yet. <laughs> but I'm not worried about my wife leaving because I, I actually have her chained up right now. She ain't going nowhere. But uh, If I spend any more time doing uh, crypto stuff than I already do, I might be in trouble. No, no. Your girlfriend loves you to death. If she didn't, she would have already left you. You know what, man? Um, you made some great points. This has uh, been, you know, a great interview. Uh, wanted to ask you what would be something you would want people to make sure they uh, took away from this. You know, sort of like wrap things up, sum things up. What What do you think everybody listening should, you know, what what should the takeaway of this conversation be? You got it. Uh, this is what I want everyone to realize. Everyone in cryptocurrency is trying to improve cryptocurrency. We are trying to move forward. And all of that accumulated effort is leading us where we're going and look at where we're going. We have made leaps and bounds, especially over this year. We, our collective effort has led us to a point where we're, we're all enjoying the ride and everybody's choosing free will in a representation of cryptocurrencies. And free will, like I said, will always override tyranny. And everybody just keep positive and get ready. We're getting ready to go on a wild ride because this thing is not slowing down. It's only speeding up. And once we hit January and February, you guys are basically every day you wake up and you check your fucking block folio like I do every 10 minutes, uh, you're just going to look back and you're going to go, oh my God, what is going on? And that's when you recognize and you really realize that all of this collective effort has led to a tidal wave of results. Very well said. So you guys better strap on your uh, seatbelts. This rocket's about to take off any day. You know what, Ben? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Why don't you tell everybody one more time where they can find you on uh, the YouTubes and the Facebooks, and we can uh, we can get on out of here and uh, get a beer or something. Yes, sir. All right, on Facebook, just look me up, uh, Benjamin Semchi. 
S-E-M-C-H-E-E. And if you want to friend me or follow me and watch my videos, I usually make one every day. I usually make about two or three of them every day. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And on YouTube, I am known as as up as up bitcoin ben i wish they would have i wish they would have chose a different name for bitcoin i have a hell of trouble with bees <laughs> oh man all right ben let's uh let's get everybody um wrapped up and uh have a day thank you so much for tuning in ben thank you so much for being on the show all right i really appreciate your show ken thank you